How many people had a great day today? You had a highly favorable day. I mean, it was a God day. Amen, 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 amen. Come on. I mean, you had a God day. In other words, you just, you know, it's like one of those supercalifragilisticexpialidocious day. Come on. (laughs) That's the type of day God gives you. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you know, come on. You ever seen the show, you know, Mary Poppins? That song? I mean, come on. That's the type of day I want God to give us. Is that how I wake up in the morning as a God? I want a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious day. I don't want a spoonful of sugar. No, I want a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Come on. You have not because you ask not. I, will, I mean, how, you can't explain that day. That's like one of those days like, what? It's like, what is a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious day? And no, I did not watch Mary Poppins today either. But I'm just saying, that's the type of day I want God to do for you. That's my prayer. That's what I was praying this morning. That's what I was praying this afternoon in here. That's what I was praying last night, that God give you a day that is, that's never been the same. I mean, how many of you want to wake up to the same old day over and over and over? No, that's boring. I want excitement. Don't you want excitement? When I mean by excitement, in other words, you're going to come out ahead, you're going to be happy. Not like, oh my God, I got hit by a truck. No, that's not excitement. No, you're going to come out ahead, you're going to be blessed to the Lord and highly favored. It's going to be, it's like, it's one of those mouth-dropping days. Like, can you believe that just happened to me? It's like, dude, when you went to go get your car, that type of day. Here's a brand new car. She's, you know, hey, here it is. Hallelujah. I guess it's just me. Well, today is November. This is the best month in the entire year. I love November. And it has nothing, listen to me, has nothing to do that I'm going to be turning 50 this month. Has nothing, no, that has nothing to do with that. I, listen to me, I love November. I love this month. It is the great, to me, I think it's the greatest month of the year. I, I, I love Christmas, but you can't have Christmas until you have November. November is all about Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. And it has not, I'm not talking about the food. I'm just talking about in general. Oh, I love the food. I look forward to my wife's cooking. But it has nothing to do with it. What I'm talking about is Thanksgiving. I love this month. I love, why? It's a time when the family comes together and you break bread. Well, you should do that every time, but all the time. You don't pick the months, out of the, certain months out of the year. But I just love the month of November. I think it's the most, I think it's the prettiest time ever. The leaves change, the, the weather changes. I wish, I, I wish we had four seasons. I wish we had oranges and I love the colors. I love this color. I love the browns and the oranges and the burgundies. I love those colors. I mean, don't get me wrong. Spring is great and all that, but just fall colors. I'm a fall person. I wish we would. I can't wait. Lord Jesus, please let November be cold. I don't know. When I walked out this morning, it was kind of the wind was kind of, I was like, thank you, Jesus. You know why? Because I don't sweat. Anyway, but... 
It's all about thanks, Thanksgiving. That's what we're going to be talking about, focusing on this month of November. And I want you to focus on it. The importance of thankfulness. The importance of thankfulness. You know, when you, you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, our scripture for the year, who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world. Are we thankful for being saved? Think about that. Are we thankful being saved and called by God? Are you truly thankful for being saved? Where would you be if you weren't saved today? Where would you be? What type of life would you li would be living right now if you weren't saved? If you never embraced the love of God, where would you be? Would you How many of you think you wouldn't be alive? Come on. Be real. No, no, let's be real. I tell you right now the way Think about it. Aren't you glad God loved you and he saved you? Even though you went through all that you went through because of sin, God called you. Even though you have said the things you said, did the things you did, and what, what I love about it, about God, is that all the things you've said and all the things you've did and all the places you've gone, and, and, you, and it, God don't even remember it. That's what I love about God. See, we have so much to be thankful for. And we take it for granted. But where would you be today if you weren't saved? Where would you be? Think about it. Think about it. But, be, but because God loved you so much, he says, you know what? I'm going to save that individual. That individual may be a reprobate. That, may, that individual may be hell on wheels. But guess what? I'm going to save that individual. See, we have so much to be thankful for. And not only save you, but he called you out. He called you to be somebody for his purpose. He didn't look at your past. He doesn't look at your failures. He didn't look at all the ugly things you've done. He says, you know what? I, I'm going to save them, and I'm going to call them for my purpose, my plan, and my expectation. See, when you think about it, we have so much to be thankful for. And I want us to understand the importance of, of thankfulness. And November is all about Thanksgiving. You cannot have, as I said, a great Christmas without having a great Thanksgiving. But it's amazing how we'll spend over four point something billion dollars. It's amazing how we were allowed to open the doors in October and celebrate Satan's Day because it's a four point three billion dollar industry. But you can't have Thanksgiving. We forget we jump from here to Christmas. No, you cannot have a great Christmas without having a great Thanksgiving. Alem, I want to do this again. And I, and I started this last month. And it's called the Thanksgiving Challenge. Every day, listen to this. I want you to write it down. I want you to write this down. Because this is going to, it's going to take work. Look at your name and say, are you ready to work for the kingdom of God? But it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. Every day, we are going to go out of our way and share our gratitude to someone by letting them know how thankful we are for them. 
How easy is that? You're going to go out of your way and share your gratitude to those to those who helped you or whatever they may be, those that you, you come in contact with, those that you do business with, those that you talk to, you're going to show them your gratitude. Now, you determine how you show your gratitude. I'm not going to tell you how to share your gratitude. You determine how you do that. How do you determine how you share your gratitude? You listen to the Holy Spirit. You allow the Holy Spirit to show you, how can I share my gratitude to someone today? How can I let them know that I am thankful for them? We have to go out of our ways. Jesus had to go out of his way to do a lot of things. The disciples had to go out of their way. The apostles had to go out of their way. The church If we want to see the harvest field, we're going to have to be willing to go out of our way to them. We can't automatically say, oh, they're going to come to me. No, you're going to have to go out after them. And what better way to go out there after them is by showing our gratitude to them and let them know, hey, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. Because we live in times where nobody is focusing on being thankful. Society has become entitled-minded. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You see it all around it. A taking, a taking society. You know, people are going to be so shocked when they stand before God and they think they're entitled to heaven. None of us in this room is entitled to heaven. You're not entitled to heaven. I don't care how good you think you may be. You are not entitled to heaven. Remember, it's not according to our works, but it's according to his purpose and grace why he saved us and called us. But we're living in times where all we see is a taking society. Take, take, take. As a church, we have to let people know the importance of thankfulness. It's our duty. Who's the church? That's right. We are. It's not just me. It's us. We are the church. All of us have to do our part outside these walls, outside this campus. I cannot be in your neighborhood, but you are. I cannot be at your job, but you are. I cannot be everywhere you go, but you are. And it's up to you to be the church and show forth what true Thanksgiving is all about. And that is by showing people you care about them and and you show your gratitude to them. When you're at the grocery store, show your gratitude. Hey, how many of you have the, the bag boy take your stuff out for you? Have you ever done that? Sister Faith, thank you. I used to be a bag boy. When I was in when I worked for when I worked for the grocery store, I loved being a a bag boy. Because I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to butter those ladies up. I knew how to talk to them. I wanted them to feel special. And even if it was a man, I was like, hey, today's going to be a great day for you. 
And I was young. I wanted them to know that they're somebody. They're not just anybody. They're just not another old man in the street. They're not just another elderly woman. No, you are special. But we don't live in a society like that. We think if, if somebody does something for us, I owe them. No. See, that's not an attitude of giving. That's not true love. True love is like, you're going to do something today. I don't want nothing else. No. Just smile and say, thank you. You did enough for me. See, we have to go outside of our comfort zone. And I know this is going to be hard for a lot of you. Why? Because this, as we learned last night, is a fear. To go outside of our comfort zone and show our value. Why? Because we keep to ourselves. We don't talk to nobody. We stay, in other words, when we do what we do, we stay in there and we don't talk to nobody. We do our job and get out. But how many people know there's people out there that need Jesus? And just by you showing your gratitude for them just being there, one of the greatest things you can, you can be to a person is an open ear. And all you do is listen to them. You wouldn't believe how many elderly people right now that sit in elderly homes and all they want is for someone to listen to them. And because their, parents, their kids don't talk to them. The kids don't come see them. The kids don't talk. Only time the kid's ready to come see them is like, oh, is she about to die? Oh, we're finally going to get paid. That's the only time they care about mama and daddy is that how much money they're going to get. Ungrateful people. That comes back to that's, that's the problem with society today. What am I going to get out of it? And all they want is somebody to have an open ear. Husbands learn that. Shut up and just listen to your wife. I'm learning that. I'm not because there's times where I try to listen, then all of a sudden I open my mouth and my wife says, You just don't let me finish. And it's true, I'm learning. Sometimes don't say nothing, just listen. Wives, learn how to listen to your husbands. It doesn't matter if you've heard it a thousand times, listen to it a thousand and one. And they don't want to interact. Just listen to them. Yes, men are babies. And we like to be coddled. Come on. Come on, men. Come on. Come on. Not me. Don't touch me. Yeah, you ain't married, huh? (laughs) Wives don't want to be touched. Just listen. And if you listen, coddling will come later. I say that is because we're so busy in life, we're not willing to stop and listen to God. We're so busy in life. We're so busy with our our stuff. We think it's important. We forget about all that God is and all that God does for us every day. And we become entitled-minded. Well, I'm a born-again Christian. He has to bless me every day. Oh, I got saved. Since I got saved, he has to bless me. Says who? No, you have the wrong attitude. You you take on the world mentality when that, and all God wants you to do is just be quiet and let him love on you. Let him talk to you. 
Let him pour into your life. But if you don't learn that, you're going to miss out in all that God has for you every day. God knows the desires of your heart. God knows, he want, God knows you want to be blessed. God knows you want to be taken care of. God knows he, he, you, you, you want to live good. And every one of those things, God will give it to you if you just be willing to be thankful for what you already have. Stop taking for granted the most thing, the most little things. We, we take for granted for the little things. How many of you got up today from the bed? That's something to be thankful for. Without medication. How many of you were able to use your fingers and hands? How many of you were able to walk today? How many of you were able to bend today? How many of you were able to speak today, hear today, see today, talk today? See, we take all these things for granted, our five senses. Just think if you woke up the, t tomorrow morning and you couldn't smell. Well, then they're all going to think you have COVID. <laughs> but think about that. You would never, you, would, you wake up tomorrow morning and you will never smell again. Just think what you're going to miss out. Or you go deaf. Or you go blind. Or you can't speak anymore. And you have to learn how to use your hands or write everything down. Or you can't walk anymore. We take all these things for granted. But if you want to see what God is, you have to have an attitude of thankfulness every day of your life because it's important to understand what giving thanks is all about. And when you show your gratitude to God, God will show himself mighty to you. Every day I wake up in the morning, I say, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive. Every day, I say, I, when I get out of bed, I say, thank you, Jesus, I'm able to walk. Because if you only knew the pain that I have to go through to get out of bed, my wife does. Every day, three times a week, I go to the doctor, so I'm able to walk. You didn't know that, did you? Three times a week. Yesterday, I was at the doctor. They want to give me shots in my back. Come the 19th of November. I don't want that. But you don't understand how important it is to be thankful for what you got. Because I am limited in certain things I do. You don't understand as a man, when I see great men of God that we have here, picking up chairs and moving all that, and I can't do that. Why? Because I won't be able to get out of bed to come tomorrow morning. You don't understand, as a prideful person in some ways, don't do that, Pastor Dad, because of your back. I'm tired of hearing that. So I am thankful I'm able to walk. Because there's going to come a day where giving thanks is going to pay off. I don't have to live on medication. I don't have to take ibuprofen. I don't have to live off of ice every day. 
If there's anybody that hates taking medication, I'm talking, I, that's me. Because that's not what God did. God didn't create us for that. And I'm not saying worry about me, oh, woe is me. No, don't get me wrong, because there is far more worse people than me. But every day I wake up in the morning, I say, thank you, Jesus, I'm alive. And I'm going to defeat the devil today. I'm going to make somebody happy today. I'm going to take care of somebody. I'm going to take care of somebody. I want to put a smile on, face, on somebody's face. See, the concept of thanks comes up 102 times in the Old Testament. And this word is used 72 of those times. Here's the definition of thanks. Acknowledging what is right about God in praise and thanksgiving. That's the definition of, of thankfulness. Acknowledging what is right about God in praise and thanksgiving. In other words, you're acknowledging what is right about God. In other words, who God is. The scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move. In God we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand something, ALM. Are we truly thankful for God? Are we truly thankful for what we have? Are you truly thankful for where you, you have a house over your, you have a roof over your head? Are you truly thankful that you, 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 you have shoes on your feet, clothes on your back, food to eat? Because you think about it, how many people don't have that? But you do. We take for granted of all these little things, but we cannot anymore take for granted because as quick as it comes it can go just like that you can be kicked to the curb money can no longer work what would happen if they come to you and say you know what everything's crashed no more all everything is gone all your investments everything has been it's gone we just had a financial crash you have nothing what would you do because you think the banks are going to feel sorry for you? They're going to want theirs. Because they'll, 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 they'll foreclose on your house. They don't care. They don't care at all. You think the grocery store is going to say, hey, we take credit. We'll know you. We'll, you'll pay us later. Just give us a paper that says, I owe you. It doesn't work like that. See, we have to be thankful for what we have. Because there's people out there that, are, that don't have what you have. Well, I don't have a lot, but if you have something, that's better than nothing. And it's time for the church to show their gratitude to people and give thanks to those, to the waitress, to the waiter, whoever may be. Show them your gratitude. In other words, tip them right. Take care of them. I know that's not the most glamorous job in the world, but guess what? They're working. Take care of them. Show them that you appreciate them. Even, listen to me. Who's ever had a bad waitress? But you know what? I still bless them. I still show them that I appreciate. Even though you were ugly, you brought my food, my food was cold, and you took the order wrong, I still show them. I may have never come back to that restaurant, but I will show them. Guess what? You, I'm going to appreciate you. Because that is what our Heavenly Father does to us every day. Think about it. How many times we have failed God and God still shows his love to each and one of us. That's why, go to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 
God loved David so much. Because David had issues. David had shortcomings. David had problems. David was not perfect. But David understood the importance of thankfulness. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, it's going to be a little bit lengthy. Start in verse 1. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. Drop down to verse 7. Then on the day of David's delivered, then on that day David delivered first his psalms to thank the Lord into the hand of the Asphah and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, called upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glorify ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he had done, his wonders and his judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Even of the covenant which he made with Abraham and of his oath unto Isaac and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying unto thee, I will give the land of Canaan the lot of your inheritance. When ye were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they went from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from the day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For, the, for all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in the presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in beauty of his holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out as the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory 
in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. All the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. You can see David here. You can see David all through this showing his gratitude to God, giving thanks to God and who God is. Now we can understand, even though David had shortcomings, David had, David had issue upon issues, but now when you see, when you, when you read this in 1 Chronicles 16, you can see why David was the apple of God's eye. Why? Because no matter how many times David messed up, he would throw himself at God and he would still, even though I'm a sinner, but God, I thank you. He always showed his gratitude. He would not allow everything that's in front of him keep him from praising God. He always gave thanks to God. And when you have an attitude of thankfulness, God will take care of you. Hallelujah. He did it to David. He'll do it for you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. How many times when we go in the book of Psalms, you read that. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. His mercy endures forever. His mercy, no matter how much David messed up, God's mercy endured forever. He gave God thanks in everything. Even though he knew many times, he knew he sinned against God. But he always came to the point where he said, Oh, give thanks, for God's mercy endures forever. He gave thanks to God. Yes, life today is challenging. It is challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. It is challenging. It, is not, it, is, it ain't what it used to be. And it never will go back to that. It'll never go back. Oh, we just changed with the times. No. If you have that attitude of changing with the times, you'll mess up. You'll forget who God is. Times change, seasons change, but God's word is forever. And if God's word is forever, we stay true to God's word. We always have an attitude of thankfulness. Parents, pour into your children. Train them up to be thankful. Train them up to, to teach them how to say thank you. The importance of thank you, showing their gratitude to people. But don't let what's going on in the world steal your thankfulness. Don't let it happen. You're alive, aren't you? You're alive and kicking. You may be sore, but you're alive and kicking. You may have to rub some biofreeze on the back of your back. Whatever you take, but you're alive and kicking. And just stretch your hands to God as David did. And give him praise and give him glory and give him honor. And thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him. Why? Because we know how the story ends. 
we know how the story ends. What was meant for evil is going to turn around for good. Just keep an attitude of, of thanksgiving. Praise your God no matter what. Praise your God. Yes, you're going to be challenged by people, places, and things. But in the midst of being challenged by, just praise God. Lift up your hands. Why? Because praise brings confusion to the devil. It sets ambush on the devil. When you praise God, you set ambush. And it's like, how can that person praise God when they are, their family is sick or their family has died or something, they have lost their job? And they, How can you praise God then? That's the best time. Because you know the end of the story. God's going to take care of you. Amen? Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Just think, how many people didn't come to church tonight because they thought we were going to go late? It's 8 o'clock. You need to go tell the youth we're done because I ain't waiting for them. I know what y'all are going to do. I'll get you out in, what, 15 minutes? You ain't got to wait till 9.30, 10 o'clock, time you leave. Don't blame me. I challenge you again, take a hold of this Thanksgiving challenge. Go out of your way and show your gratitude. Show your gratitude to somebody. Put a smile on someone's face. Let them know. Let say, but I didn't help you. It doesn't matter. I want to show my gratitude because you're a hard worker. You're doing something. You're not sitting home being lazy. You're not sitting home and expect the government to give you a check. No, you get out there, get out there, and you're working. Amen. You're out there working. You're out there sweating. You're out there doing something, making progress. You're not letting somebody else carry the load for you. You hear what I'm saying? I can't stand freeloaders. Uh-uh. No. I don't believe in freeloaders. You don't eat. You don't work. You don't eat. Ain't nothing free. And all you people that got those checks, guess what? Wait till you do your taxes. <laughs> They're going to get it all back. You're going to see it. You're going to get all that, all that money they gave you. I know y'all are happy. Guess what? Wait till your taxes come. Government don't give nothing for free. Show your gratitude. Let them know that, hey, I appreciate you. Put a smile on their face. Put a smile on their face. Because if you put a smile on their face, you put a smile on God's face. Because you're doing what God has called you to do. You're doing the will of the Father. And that is what this church is all about. Doing the will of the Father every day. Putting a smile on God's face. Because if you could put, I'm telling you, if you take care of the little things, God will trust you in the bigger things. These little things just Showing gratitude. God will trust you with bigger things. It's like, what a bad God, I don't understand why God would. He says, because are you taking care of the little things? Because the little things are important. And it's those little things that changes attitudes of people. And that's what we're all about. If you can change a person's attitude, you can get them saved. If you can change their attitude, you can get them saved. 
What better way of changing someone's attitude by showing them gratitude and loving them and appreciating them and, and just show them, hey, you are important to society. You're important to me. And because of that, I want to show my gratitude. I challenge you this week to do this. Do it tonight. Because somebody out there is waiting for you. Is waiting for attitude to be changed. And God has equipped you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.